It's your girl, Sophronia Ivory, host of your new favorite show, No Rewinds. No Rewinds because we only got one shot to raise these kids. We got to see it, think about it, then do what we got to do to raise these kids. Today, we are going to talk about one of those taboo topics, and it's which is smoking. There, We have so many people that have passed away from lung cancer. We have all of the no smoking campaigns, which is very scientifically sound. Um, But despite all of that, people still smoke. And when I was thinking about starting a podcast, I wanted to have a podcast that was focused around what it takes to be a single parent and the sacrifices that are made, some adjustments, some things that we have to think about. I'm not saying that married people don't think about those things. That's not what I'm saying, but when I wanted to start the podcast, these are some of the thoughts that I had. What topics should I talk about? Um, and, and smoking is one of those topics. I, I smoked for a very long time. And I smoked around my kids. And I, you already know. They were, oh, I want you to quit. Oh, you know, your lungs are black. You're going to die. It was bad. They really, they really, <laughs> they talked about me so bad. Um, <clears throat> I that, you know, they would, if I took a puff and they were around, they would kind of, you know, wave the smoke out of their face. Or if I smoked, cause I smoked, I smoked in the car, I smoked in the house. I smoked outside. So I didn't have any hesitancies about smoking in my own personal space, my home. But I didn't smoke in front of the kids, friends. I didn't smoke in front of my parents. Um, I didn't smoke in front of my coworkers. That's a big no-no. You don't smoke in front of your coworkers if you were the kind of smoker <laughs> that I was. And then, you know, there are other some sub, sub, subsets of people that I didn't smoke in front of. But my circle, my 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 friends, my girlfriends and my kids. See, I smoked in, in front in front of them. And I can't say that. I, it even bothered me until I would like take the kids to the doctor for their physicals. And the and the doctor would ask them, is there a smoker in the house? And you know how you have to do all this check-in list and you check, no, 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 prayerfully. Hopefully, you know, that's that's the goal. But then there was always that one question that they had to 
answer yes to. So I was a little bit ashamed, just like in that moment, in that 30 minute doctor's appointment with them, was I ashamed of smoking in front of them. And they always wanted me to stop and I wanted to stop, but I can't say that I ever really gave it a conscious effort. Never. I'd be like, oh, I'm going to just try to taper down method or, oh, I'm going to just quit to call it. I, I never really put the effort in to stop smoking until one day I decided to stop smoking. Just I'm going to stop smoking on May 12th. And it was. It was an interesting transition. You know, when I stopped smoking, I started doing a lot of internet searches about what happens to your lungs after 30 minutes of stop smoking and what happens to your lungs after 42, you know, 48 hours of not smoking. So I was really following it. I had a um <clears throat> a support group. You know, I never went to the Smokers Anonymous. I didn't do any of that. But I joined a Facebook group of people that were stopping smoking. And it was very, very, I think that's what got me through to make it past those first 30 days. Cause I was commenting and commenting and commenting just because I guess it was a way of coming out of that addiction So I learned a lot about myself when I stopped. And once I had, I felt clean, I could smell, I could taste my food. Um, Once I started tasting the food and tasting how much salt was really on food, um, I could smell better. I, I, you know, I felt more relaxed in public because I, wasn't thinking, okay, I'm going to go over here for a cigarette break, you know, because it takes up a lot of your time to continue to smoke. I, once I, I stopped, my children were so proud of me. It, it was amazing. I think that's the first time that I ever felt like They were happy for me and not because I had bought them a cell phone or, you know, bought a game or something like that. They were really happy for me. And in that moment, I could also look at me through their lens and see what they saw every time I smoked a cigarette. And I was like, oh, I don't want them to see that. That's not the image I want them to have of me. (laughs) We joke. Well, I joke that we have these family traditions. And when people think of traditions, typically they think of, you know, uh, like a longevity of traditions, like every Thanksgiving, everybody comes to Big Mama's house and everybody eats that. But in, in my mind, traditions don't necessarily have to be that grand. 
and you can always start your own tradition. So I joke with the kids about this is a family tradition. This is what we're going to do. Everybody in the house needs to know how to play dominoes, stuff like that. It doesn't have to be anything big. So my parents smoked. And so I smoked. So that was getting to be a tradition in my family because I believe my grandmother smoked. Both of my my maternal as well as my paternal grandmother smoked. My parents smoked. So now I'm smoking. And then does that mean that my children will smoke because they see me smoking? And I I think I didn't want that to, to continue to be the tradition in the family, I don't. I, that's one of the one one of the things that I don't want to pass on. Not because it's just because it's it's not healthy. It's really not healthy. <laughs> I don't think anybody can refute that smoking is not healthy. <sighs> but but that's not what this podcast is about. This podcast is really about me recognizing some some family traditions that I was passing on to my children unknowingly. Unknowingly. I didn't even have a problem with it. That's sad. I should I should probably feel feel <laughs> sorry that I was doing that. Cause I had enough sense to not smoke in front of certain people, but my children didn't even make that list and they should have been. So they were happy for me. um, And that made me feel good that, okay, I'm doing something right here. And, And another thing is these kids are, you know, they're a lot more health savvy than they were when I was coming up. There was no way that I could have been in my mama's face waving no smoke out <laughs> out, of, out of the way. That would have been considered disrespectful. But, you know, this is a new time. This is this is a new time. And we're trying to look at things in a different lens to pass some traits on to our children. You know. But it was refreshing. Also, yeah, when I stopped smoking, when I first stopped smoking, I learned that you can actually get a ticket. I didn't even know this. I wonder if other people know this. If you knew this and you're in a certain state, um, comment in the comments down below to let me know where you are. But you can get a ticket for smoking in the car with a minor. I did not know that. I don't know if that's legal here in Wisconsin, but it was pretty prevalent in that group post um, on Facebook. So I learned a little bit about some things about, you know, that you couldn't, I didn't know that that you could get a ticket for that. Who would have thought that? Do you know how many times I've driven in the car smoking with my children? Never in a million years. Had I ever thought that smoking in the car with my children, I could get a ticket for that. If the police had to pull me over, do you know if the police had to pull me over and tried to give me a ticket 
for smoking a cigarette in the car with my kids, I probably would have lost it. I would have lost it. Like, what are you talking about? Is this like a thing? Well, guess what? Yeah, it's a thing. Um, and I think that, you know, it, it, I think it's it's starting to be a little bit more, more. I think it's a little bit more common in a little bit more, more cities and stuff like that. So if you, like I said before, if you, if you're in one of those cities and you know, please drop, drop the, the, say something below, say something below. Let me know where, what state you're in and if it's a fine and how much is the fine? You probably can just go to court and attest it, but how do you say you weren't smoking in the car with some minor kids? I mean, I guess you shouldn't. If you think about it, especially now COVID is here. If you're smoking a cigarette and you're in a car with some kids, it's cold. Let's just say it's cold because I'm in Wisconsin and you have the windows up. That's a lot of smoke in a small, compacted area. But, you know, I used to just crack the window. But then when I stopped smoking, I didn't have to do that. The car smelled different. Um, the air fresheners lasted longer. I didn't I didn't feel that. And I didn't have to like, you know. It, it was just more pleasant. I, I felt like I had more time with my children that I didn't have to, you know, like step away to have a have a cigarette. It was it was it was good for me. So I went on the CDC's website because I wanted to see for who I am based on some demographics. Who would that be? How, what what would the percentage of Americans be? So because I'm an adult woman, twelve percent. Okay, so that's a low number. My age group, sixteen point three percent. Um, being black, fourteen point six percent. So education for 3.7% should smoke or average. And then Midwest, 16.2%. That's that's the highest of all. And let's just see, divorced people. See, I'm divorced, 18.1%. So... <clears throat> very eye-opening, very, very eye-opening. You know, like I said, when I was trying to think about how to, what I wanted to talk about on a podcast, it wasn't, it, it was just merely how do I reach people to talk about things that I wish somebody had have talked to me about while I was raising my children as a single parent. It was not easy for me. It, it it was a it was a sacrifice. But I enjoyed it. Once I once I, I did I enjoyed it when I allowed myself to enjoy it. It took a while. I was just so uh, I was doing a good job, but but it was hard. I was not living in the moment. I wasn't in the in the moment. I was just passing the time. And I think once I started to live in the moment, it got much richer for me. It got much the the relationship 
started to to build. The relationship started to grow. I think some things that I will be discussing on on the on the podcast will definitely be child support because that's a big thing. No matter what avenue you're coming from, whether you're paying it, whether you're receiving it, whether you're supposed to receive it, the whole <laughs> nine yards. You know that was big. Um, even like some of the taboos or moving around as a single parent and how people respond to you. Um, and how do the kids respond to being in a single parent household? How does that affect them? And how do we navigate that to make sure that we're going to do the best that we can and you're going to be okay because God gave you exactly what you needed. When I stopped smoking it, it wasn't for them. It wasn't because my children wanted me to stop smoking. When I finally made the decision to stop smoking, it was for me. It was the first time that I had really done anything that meaningful for for me. Everything has always been about the kids, but when I was ready to stop smoking, when I was ready to commit and go through that process, it couldn't be for them. Because then if it was for them, it wouldn't be sustainable. But if it was for me, then, hey, we cooking with grease, you know? And I felt good. I felt really good. I could. And if if I'm good, then I can be better for them. I can be more present and in the moment for for them. But, you know, maybe your vice isn't smoking. Maybe your vice is something else. I don't know. Maybe you don't have a vice. Maybe it might be shopping. It could be any little thing. You know. I'm quite sure your kids have told you. If you listen to them, they talk. That's part of, you know, they they got these mouths and shit like that. that Some of them are disrespectful, but some of them are. Some of them are really telling the truth and we're just not ready to receive what they're saying because they're the child. Those days are so over. Those days are so, so over because if you live with somebody, they know your habits. They know you most intimately. So how can you not take criticism or critique from someone that knows you so intimately? That's not fair. That's not fair to them. But it's hard. It's real hard because you figure like I'm paying all these bills. I'm doing, I'm the adult here. I'm your provider. I'm your parent. I'm your mama. How about that? (sighs) But those days are long gone. Those days, those days ended with me. 
Because they, I mean, these kids are telling the truth. So I'm quite sure they're nagging you about something. Think about it. And you might not be ready right now. Maybe in a year. Whenever. But, you know, they are saying, hey, take a look at this. Maybe you should think about doing something else. For a couple of different reasons. Probably your health will be number one. Number two will be you'll be saving some money if you change your behaviors. In a lot of circumstances, that, that can be true. You just have to apply it to whatever your vice is. And then, is it good for you? Are you ready? What difference will them how will how will it change your relationship with your children if you do something good for you? So that's all. That's all I got for y'all today. But I'm sure we'll chop it up soon. Bye. Well, that's it for today, y'all. Just remember, there is no one-size-fits-all manual to teach you how to be a single parent. Do what you can, then build up your village to help you do the rest, because there are no rewinds. This is Sophronia Ivory, hosting No Rewinds. Don't forget to press follow so we can chop it up next time.